The following is an audio dramatized D&D 5e session brought to you by Knights of the Braille. This project has been brought to you by Replica Studio, which is a voiceover program. The ambiences and other sounds come from a variety of sources. Be sure to check show notes for credit. If you would like to hear more, be sure to let us know. For adventures, I seek for is there no not each other? For souls lost for one reason or another, play together as a team. The goal will be tough to reach and the journey long to reach. For adventures is why see. Ah, yes, there you are. A robed figure stands over a round bow, which shimmers faintly. The figure focuses intensely on the liquid as his hands grasp the bow, nearly shaking with the effort. As liquids bubble in other areas, the figure releases his grip on the bow, raising his left hand over the bow. The glint from a dagger in his other hand glints as he places it to his With brain. my blood I bind. With my blood, I seek to find. With my blood, I ask to divine. With my blood and life, I be give. With all that I have, so that others may learn. As the dagger slices into his palm, the liquid becomes reddish pink. Figures appear to rise up out of the liquid. Sitting in a cell, a robed figure stands over a round bow, which shimmers faintly. The figure focuses intensely on the liquid as his hands grasp the bow, nearly shaking with the effort. As liquids bubble in other areas, the figure releases his grip on the bow, raising his left hand over the bow. The glint from a dagger in his other hand glints as he places it to his palm. With my blood I bind. With my blood I seek to find. With my blood I ask to divine. With my blood and life I be give. With all that I have so that others may learn. As the dagger slices into his palm, the liquid becomes reddish pink. Figures appear to rise up out of the liquid, sitting in a cell. For adventures I seek for is there no not each other? For souls lost for one reason or another, play together as a team. The goal will be tough to reach and the journey long to reach. For adventures is why see? Ah, yes, there you are. Get in there, you feel. Four individuals now sit in a cell. Each hang the other in the darkness. The half-orc slumps against the back wall. A war force floats around, trying to understand the situation and boundaries of the imprisonment. The elven male meditates as a short creature huddles in the far corner, the hood pulled up to hide its face. Why are you here? I was double-crossed on a mercenary job. What about yourself? I was convicted of ruthlessly beating an orc bully. I am unsure of why I am placed in this location at this present time. I am hoping that the Great Old One will enlighten me at some point. All turn to look at the huddled figure in the corner. What about you? The huddled figure remained silent, 
looking down at the filthy cell floor. So, we can all tell why we are here, but you seem to want to be the strong silent type. Perhaps they cannot speak. I was placed here because I was accused of stealing. Time slowly passes for these four individuals, when darkness completely envelops them all. I'd love for, for such as yourselves to perform a job for me, one in which neither outcome is good, but instead a lesser of two evils is the best option. The great old one says I should listen. What are you proposing? What are you talking about? I can offer you freedom in exchange for retrieving a map over me. That should be easy enough, my friend. There's not any apple. But a specific apple that is only available during the high of the winter solstice. What is so special about this apple? The apple picked from the heart of the dark citadel will kill from Veritsi. I don't want any part of killing someone that may be innocent. Do not be a fool. The one that this apple is destined for is no purer than the darkest evil. In fact, for one that I am referring to plans to release the inhabitants of the plane of hell on this realm. If he is successful, then the world, as we all know it, will be no more. Like, in fact, as we know it will cease to exist, those that live on that plane will consume more than just innocence that you want to attack. Those portrait isn't. We can truth turn children into their slaves, and that will only be the beginning of their reign. I shall be no more, unless the power of the four strengthens into the one, together until the work is done. Or may be gathered into the full, done only in the solstice of the coal. You know of the prophecy? The hooded figure nods. Very well. I now need each of you to consent for the magical contract to be binding. Yes! The goblin wizard waves his hands around as he makes unintelligible words in an incantation. As he finishes casting the spell, the cell shimmers, becoming transparent. The adventurers find themselves on a dirt path leading downward. Each side of the path is farmland, lying empty during the winter months. The four adventurers begin to walk forward, nearing a wooden sign that reads Oakhurst. A tiny hamlet lies at the bottom of this curving path. Oakhurst, I've never heard of it before. Neither have I. The hamlet comes into focus. Smoke curls up from chimneys and some citizens are seen walking about carrying out normal daily routines. Excuse me, we are weary travelers and in need of a drink and a hot meal. The old boar's end has the best stew and ale in the hamlet. I do believe that they're the only one to offer such accommodations. What makes you say that? 
The Great Old One knows of this place. Not to mention, they are only one for buildings that are not houses here. Good point. Welcome, welcome, strangers. Come on in, the fire is warm, the food hot, and the drink serves as you like it. You don't seem to be from around here. I know every face in Oakhurst. What brings you here to our little settlement? We are each from different places. Sent here on a mission to harvest an apple. We are in search of a location called the Dark Citadel. Our benefactor must believe it is near this location. Do you know this place? Indeed I do, but it is only a myth, though several adventurers come seeking it and the glory to be found within. Sit and have a drink on the house, but the food will cost you to coppers. I have no funds. I shall buy your meat, my friend. I will take some of the delicious smelling stew as well. What about you? No thank you. I have no funds. The bartender looks over to Talon, who makes no move to pay for another meal. The bartender then shrugs, heading into the back grabbing. Here are your drinks. Food will be right up. What can you tell us of this place? You do seem to know something. Any information is more than what we have at the moment. Artemax sips his drink as the bartender slides bowls of stew and a plate of bread in front of Mulbrook, Talon, and Onyx. There you go. Can I get you anything else? Onyx takes a few experimental sips of the amber liquid, as well as a few bites of stew, then places his utensil down. Artemax looks longingly at the food, but makes no movement or sound. Well, it is a myth, as I said. But yet we still get adventurers looking for the riches said to be held within its broken and crumbling walls. Talon and Mobrook continue eating. Artemax looks longingly at the food being consumed. The story goes that it was a well-fortified fortress which housed a dragon cult. They were devoted to the worship of the dragon Asherdalon. For several years their worship went without a hitch until the cataclysm struck causing the fortress to vanish seemingly beneath the surface. Now the story goes that a druid of some power and ill repute cost the cataclysm for his own gains. It is said that he knew this to be the only place that he could plant the seed of an apple tree that produces only two fruits a year. A white though clear apple at the winter solstice. Which causes the one that eats it instant death while the red apple produced at the summer solstice gives everlasting life. But these are all rumours, myths, stories to tell children at bedtime. But the Great Old One says that entrance may be found in the ravine where Shadow meets ground. This is very true, at least according to the stories passed down from generation to generation. I was told this story is a little one myself. It is nothing but mere fancy. Even as recent as a month ago, a group went looking for it and the treasures. No word has come from them since. Mobrook and Onyx leave the tavern. Walking towards the larger building, Artemax heads over to a shrine across from the tavern. Talon enters into the general store. Welcome in, stranger. Can I help you with something? Yes. Do you sell potions of healing? We sure do. That will be 50 gold pieces per potion. 
Oh, rather expensive, isn't it? They aren't cheap to make, nor to get either. Not to mention, I need to make a little profit at least. Thank you for your time. Talon leaves the general store as Morbrook and Onyx walk into the large central building. We are curious if there are any outstanding bounties here that we may pick up for extra money. Ah, uh, I am. What passes for a mayor here in Oakhurst? Sheriff Landry would be able to tell you more about that than I could. After they nod in understanding, Marbrook and Onyx leave the mayor's office, heading towards Talon, who is talking with Artemax. I was just telling Talon here. Since no one listens to me, that shrines usually have maps of the local area. Here is the map, and I believe this could be the location that we are seeking. The group walks past fields, farmhouses, and quaint locations as they head up into the mountains. I believe we should take the left path at the fort. It does seem to be the quicker of the ways. The party finds themselves on a much narrower and more overgrown path outside of the village. Reeds choke the path, and a vine-choked forest lines either side. I can see recent activity, maybe as recent as a month ago. The group continues walking, the swishing crunch of the weeds loud in the chill air. Wait a bit. I think I hear something. I hear it now too. I believe that we may be surrounded. Four bushes jump up simultaneously, one from the front, one from the back, and one from either side of the path. Yeah, we are surrounded. Did the fact that we have these animated shrubs on all sides of us give that away? See how you like that. Watch where you are swinging that thing. I do believe that he nearly missed you on purpose. I shall cover the rear. You don't want any of these in your garden, Onyx. No, I do not believe so. They do appear to be hungry for blood, of which I have none. Vampire bushes. Well, they are getting some of mine. I'll relieve you of your heads. Where do they keep their heads? They don't have heads. What a strange expression, then. Where is their brain located, then? I have heard that some think with their rib. It isn't all that important. Not at the moment. Bang. So should he chop their root off. The last remaining twig blight crumbles into leaves and stems and the party looks around, seeing if any more attack. I think that may be all of them. Yeah, I hope so. With the battle over, they continue their journey along this trail. The sun grows closer to the horizon as Mudbrook, Talon, Artemax, and Onyx continue their climb. The forepass abandoned farms, houses, and stables, all appearing to have been long abandoned. Cheery, isn't it? Is that the definition of cheery? I was expecting a different feeling. Keep on the watch, no telling what may be in those abandoned buildings or in the weeds. A roving emerges, seemingly out of nowhere. Large pillars interrupt the terrain. Several of the pillars have fallen and lie crumbling back into the ground, others merely broken, and some even still stand tall. Guys, 
Look here at this file ring. It seems like someone or something tried to hide this campsite. I found a knotted rope that leads down into a hole. I do not think it would be wise to climb down that rope. Others have done this, as there are tracks leading over to it. There is a ledge leading down over here. With the state of ease of our pillars, I would call into question their sturdiness. There is a ledge leading down over here. Perhaps the group came this way. Perhaps the group came this way. The truck looks somewhat fresh. There is a ledge that leads downwards over here. There is a ledge that leads downwards over here. With his shoulder slumped, Artemat walks over to the other three. Talon walks over to the ledge. Hey guys, I found a ledge that leads down over here. Dust, pebbles, bones, and other debris cover the steps leading down. The zigzagging stairs lead downward into the darkness below. It is rather dark down there. I will use one of my torches. I can carry it with a hand that I can cast. It will be hard for me to use my weapon and shield, though, with only one hand. I usually fight with two scimitars. I can use my floating hand. Onyx, do you have any ideas? Maybe we could strap it to your back. Mobrook heads down the stairs with Talon following him, then Onyx, and Artemat shrugging his shoulders and following down last. I hear squeaking. Rats. Three large rats come from a crack in the wall, their mouths open wide and preparing to bite the intruders. You filthy rodents. Swing your weapon. Eh, it bit me. You should have used your shield. I had to put it up to carry the torch. Onyx looks back to Artemax, who simply shrugs. On your left? Eh, I bit too. Onyx, Talon, and Mobrook begin to fight back in earnest. Quickly, two of the three brats are killed, leaving one hissing at the adventurers. Bang! The dart flies from the finger gun of Artemax. As the rat falls lifeless to the ground, Artemax is there with a the dagger. What are you doing? I'm going to skin them and harvest the meat. That is disgusting. I have to agree. I'm not going to eat rat. I can tell you've never been truly hungry before. If you get hungry enough, you will be begging for it. There are some large rat tracks over here. Give people off and eat rats. If one goes hungry long enough, they will eat anything that will fill the boy. Interesting observation. I'm speaking from experience. When you guys finish that, I found another file ring over here that is more recent. Artemax finishes the skinning and harvesting of the rat corpses. What does it taste like? Whatever you season it with, really. Mobrook places his torch on his back, leading Artemax and Onyx over to where Talon is kneeling. These ashes are less than a month old. Look at this. Talon holds up the remnants of a chart and chew human leg bone. This episode is brought to you by the Knights of the Braille and is made possible through the support of viewers such as you. 
please remember to like, share and subscribe to get all of the latest information and episodes. Thank you.